0: Welcome to the Become Her podcast, where we'll be spotlighting women of color who are leaving their mark on the world and sharing actionable insights you can start applying today to begin your level up journey. So get ready to become her, the woman you want and we're designed to be. Let's go, ladies. Hello, friends and family, and welcome back to the Become Her podcast. I'm so thrilled that you could join me for another episode. Today, I want to talk to you all about a term I'm sure you've heard quite a few times over the past 12 months, and that is resiliency, the ability to recover from and overcome the difficulties and failures we all encounter in life at some point. This could include losing out on a job, dealing with messy breakups, or struggling with your finances, among many, many other things. It's a word that has been used a lot over the last 10 to 12 months and probably could have been named the 2020 word of the year beside unprecedented and pandemic. It's also a word that consistently came to mind as I read the memoir written by Sunny Hostin over my Christmas break. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sunny Hostin is a lawyer and she's also the current co-host of The View on ABC. Her book, which is aptly titled I Am These Truths, really moved me more than anything I've read recently because it's a powerful narrative that is quite personal and went over the pinnacles and valleys of Sunny's life to date. It chronicled, sometimes in painful detail, how she has overcome the challenges and failures that she has encountered as she has risen to the top of her profession and worked really hard to build a family and a life that she loves. I believe that her story really demonstrates the power of resiliency in the face of extreme obstacles. And in Sunny's story, I saw so many facets of my own story, my early childhood, and the stories of other women I know reflected back at me. That is why I want to share aspects of her journey that encouraged me and some of the lessons I took away from her book. And I hope that these lessons also inspire you. So let's jump in and start with Sunny's early years. Sunny survived a childhood that really could have had a different outcome, and for many others probably did. Born to teenage parents, Sunny spent her early years in the South Bronx, in New York City, in the projects, in poverty. Sunny was the daughter of a Puerto Rican mother and Black American father. That means That she was the product of an interracial relationship, which was still very much taboo in the late 1960s when she was born. Interracial marriage had only become legal across the states a couple of years before her birth. And her family really didn't have it easy. She talks about how difficult it was for them to even secure an apartment in New York. Apartments that were available when the family called in the morning were mysteriously unavailable once they arrived in all of their multicultural glory. Sunny's mother was eventually able to get them a decent apartment by anglicizing her name and going to the interview with the landlord by herself. So she appeared to be a single white woman. Without her black husband and biracial daughter there, she was able to secure an apartment in a better part of town. But housing wasn't the only issue. Sunny was exposed to violence at a young age. When she was just in elementary school, so she was very, very young, she witnessed her uncle being stabbed in front of her. And she had to help keep him from bleeding out in her bathroom until the ambulance arrived. So in addition to being surrounded by poverty and bigotry, she had to deal with violence. and. All of these things could have made her apathetic or hardened her. But Sunny, like all of us, was much more than her circumstances. She had innate intellectual gifts that were noticeable at a young age. Her second grade teacher saw that she had an aptitude for learning, and after testing her, recommended she skip from the second grade directly to the fifth grade. She graduated elementary school at 12, in high school at 16. For someone like Sunny, it could have been easy to stick with the status quo, not push herself and dream bigger dreams, and think that, you know what, this is as good as it gets. However, with her parents and teachers and her own determination, she proved that we cannot define ourselves by temporary circumstances. We need to fight to define our circumstances and make them serve our greater purpose and what we're trying to achieve in life. And as I was reading this, I wondered, how often do we settle for what seems easy or attainable, the well-traveled path? If we took the narrow path, dreamed a little bit bigger, had a bit more faith that we deserve more, would we be surprised by how far that takes us? It certainly took Sunny pretty far. After she graduated from university, she was interested in pursuing journalism. However, her mother was dead set against it. She really didn't think that people that looked like Sunny could make it on television. It hadn't been done, so she didn't really think it could be done. So Sunny moved on to her second love and pursued a career in law which is not too shabby. She successfully completed law school at Notre Dame and started her career at the Justice Department, securing the bag. And then she met and married her husband, who just happens to be a surgeon. Not too bad for a girl from the boogie down Bronx. And at 33 years old, Sunny was finally ready for a family. What she maybe wasn't ready for was the mentally and physically exhausting journey it would take her and her husband to get there. They had a very, very difficult time getting pregnant. And when they visited the doctor, they found out that they both had fertility issues. Sunny had fibroids, and her husband, Manny, had overactive sperm. But the doctor did prescribe a treatment for Manny's condition, and Sunny was able to get pregnant. Unfortunately, she miscarried their first child, and unfortunately, there was much more heartache to come on the journey to becoming a mother. After undergoing surgery to remove her 22 fibroids and multiple rounds of in vitro and four more heartbreaking miscarriages, Sunny finally had a viable pregnancy. However, it was a high-risk pregnancy that put her on bed rest for 23 hours a day for almost 19 weeks. However, she soldiered through it and delivered a healthy baby boy. And she's really a soldier because she decided to do it all again two years later in order to conceive and deliver her second child, a little girl. So as I was reading about Sunny's tenacity in the face of extreme physical and mental pain and emotional upheaval, I was, my heart broke for her, but I was also inspired. It reminded me that what you really want, you fight for, you make room for. And Sunny definitely wasn't afraid of a fight or taking on new challenges. After having her babies. Sonny decided on another risky move, detouring from the legal profession to try her hand at her dream of broadcast journalism. Once again, she had an uphill battle that required her to prove herself over and over. For example, when she was working at CNN, she really wanted to be able to put together pieces for CNN Español. However, some of her coworkers didn't believe or know that she was Latin. One of the reasons they may not have known about her background was because Sunny had changed her name when she moved into broadcast journalism. Her first name is actually Asuncion. But while doing a stint on Nancy Grace, she was asked to change it, and she agreed. And that's just one example of how women and people of color are forced to assimilate or code switch to make other people feel more comfortable and be able to progress in their careers. So now she was just like anyone else to them. She appeared to be Black, not Latin at CNN, and therefore her Latin identity was being questioned regularly. And on top of her Latin identity being questioned, when she moved over to ABC to guest host Producers didn't really view her as a black woman and wouldn't seek her opinions on stories centered around the black experience in America. Even some of her co-workers didn't see her as black because she was biracial. She had to continually prove and explain who she was. On top of all of that, because it's really piling up here, Sunny had multiple executives tell her she didn't have what it takes to anchor a show. And she dealt with slights, mistreatment around the office, even at ABC. When she was made a permanent chair at the table, they didn't officially announce her as they did with other people. She wasn't given a dressing room on the floor with all of the main co-hosts until she had to ask for it. And last year, a senior executive at ABC was fired for making racially insensitive and racist comments about a number of on-air talent. And one of the people that she made these slurs about was Sunny. She called her low-rent, which is a reference to her humble beginnings. So this was definitely not in Sunny's head. She had to navigate a lot of microaggressions in the workplace. But Sunny's a hustler. She used all the tools at her disposal, her connections, her legal mind, her tough mentality to climb her way from court TV to Fox News to CNN and finally ABC. So she took this all in stride and has pushed forward. She's still waiting for that official announcement that marks her as the co-host, a permanent co-host on The View. But whether or not it comes, she's definitely secured her spot in television history. So to sum it all up, you are more than your circumstances. You have to believe it, have a vision, write it down and go after it and accept help along the way. Number two, don't give up easily. As I'm learning every single day, resiliency is a muscle. It gets stronger, which makes us stronger. There will always be an obstacle that we need to overcome, and the more we build up that muscle in small situations and big, the more easily we can tackle these challenges as they come at us. And finally, be willing to course correct. Don't get stuck in a life that you don't want or that you have outgrown. And when you're taking the narrow path and you run into trouble, don't automatically assume that you've made a mistake sometimes we're simply learning lessons. Because as I've learned, it may not always be easy, but it's usually possible. We can always control what life throws our way, but as everyone says, we can decide how we react to it. And if we remember to use our gifts, our resources, and our support systems and allies to help us rebound and reset, it's no longer a matter of if we'll win, it's when thank you so much for joining today's podcast. If anything you heard resonated with or inspired you, please leave a review and be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. As you go through this week, remember to stay humble, stay grateful, and stay grinding. You've got this and we've got each other. Till next time.